This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 66 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products. So this week, Colleen Walker tells us about dressageforjuniors.com and Todd Fletrick shares his journey to the World Equestrian Games. It's always been a dream, but I do believe that there are so many good riders and good people that work hard, and they don't get the opportunity uh, to go to represent the team. I think it takes, it takes talent, it takes ambition, it takes money, it takes, and I think really it takes a lot of luck. This is Chris Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Mary Lordson in Harvard, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Welcome back, Mary. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be back after so long. It seems like a long time. Just a few short weeks ago, we were all there in the Kentucky Horse Park for the Young Rider Championships. It was great to meet you in person. Yeah, that was super. And to do the show live together. How about that? That was uh, a rare occasion. (laughs) Yeah, it was a different way to do the show, but it was so much fun. Yeah, really, we had a blast there, I have to say. It was uh, it was a great week with the young riders and uh, trying to cover them from all angles, from, from dressage to jumping and eventing. And I know you were, uh, while you were there, um, we joked about it, but you showed up to record the show in your cowboy boots, so I thought you were going to get converted to raining while you were at Young Riders. <laughs> yeah, I think I was going to try my hand, but maybe I'll wait till next year. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, you had a, a lot of fun too, didn't you, all, all together? Uh, great experience at Young Riders. Wonderful experience. And I, I was just all smiles the entire time, just like you had said while we were recording. I, I look back on pictures and I was smiling away the whole time. <laughs> I enjoyed every moment of it. And people, you know, were warning me before going down there that it was such a stressful competition. And sure, the competition itself was intense and stressful, but I was just, I was such, so lighthearted about the thing, whole thing um, and just happy to be there given it was my last time, first and last time. Um, and it was just an experience that I'll never forget. And, and what will be the biggest memories you'll take back, you know, apart from all, you know, all the drunken nights and the crazy <laughs> careering around on a oh, golf yeah, cart? Right. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was in bed by eight every night. I swear <laughs> to God, I was so exhausted. There's such long days. Um I really think the camaraderie that was felt among um, all of the young riders was really the, the best feeling. It's something that you don't feel at your everyday horse show or qualifier leading up to young riders. Um, of course, like I said, there is that bit of high stress felt among everybody because it is such an intense competition. But it, it was so nice just bonding with other young riders and um, knowing that these are people that you're going to be sharing these sort of experiences with for years to come. It was really cool. I loved that part of it. Did you make a lot of new friends? Um, did I make a lot of new friends? I know so many young riders as it is, so I, it was more just, you know, developing those relationships even further and seeing people um, that maybe I've only connected connected with online and seeing them face-to-face was probably what I did the most of. But there were a few people that I met. I met a couple jumpers, which was really great because, once again, you don't get that experience when you're just going to dressage shows. Um, so I was able to meet some young riders from diff- different disciplines, which was really neat. 
Well, I have to remind our audience of one well little story. I don't know if I told it at the time, but you're the one that told me that you wanted to get out to see the cross country on yes. on the Saturday. So there we were. She says, I'll, "Yeah, I'll, I'll meet up with you and we'll go out into the cross country." And sure, we did. We went into the infield there at the horse park, and and uh, Mary and and her mother Joy were watching the the cross country. And I think that's one of the joys of, as you said, uh, Mary, of the young riders is that you know you can spend time with the other disciplines that you wouldn't necessarily get to. Uh, see if you're going to uh, just a straight dressage competition you wouldn't see any anything else yeah that's right and um that was really cool being able, the three of us being out there and watching that just being able to get so close to the jumps and standing by that one water jump was pretty cool to see didn't encourage you to have a go though did it <laughs> no not so much <laughs> <laughs> well we're going to share with our listeners one um, fun website that i know you're involved with dressage for juniors and hear from the founder of that uh, website, Colleen Walker, in, in a few moments. But before we do, we have just a couple of items of news this week, Mary. And uh, I, I have to say, it's sad to report that we have just heard before we record this show that Cabana Boy, Chris Hickey's lovely eight-year-old um, horse, Cabana Boy, was so tragically um, euthanized today, and that is Monday, as we record this show. Uh, unfortunately, he suffered a catastrophic injury while he was in turnout at home. And uh, very sadly, Jane McElroy and uh, the team there at Hilltop Farm um, had to have him humanely euthanized after that uh, injury. And, it, you know, it's always sad to lose such a, a great horse. But, you know, it, you, it's one thing when they get older in years, Mary, but his, this was such a young horse and such a yeah. successful horse. Right, and he was really at his prime right now, you know, Chris returning from Germany and doing all of these competitions and doing so well. It's it's such a shame. And he had such an amazing record, that horse, yes. you know, um, absolutely from, from young riders, you know, as a f- five-year-old winning the uh, USEF Markel um, National Championship and the horse of the USDF Horse of the Year, and, mm-hmm. um, and he was... You know, just went on and on. His ac- his accomplishment and accolades for such a young horse were just one after the other after the other. He was, uh, you know, such a lovely, lovely horse and tragic that we've lost him. So a real rising star. Yes. Yes, very much so, and very much a horse for the you know for the future for the team. So um, a great loss, and uh, you know our condolences to Chris and Jane and everyone there at at Hilltop at the loss of Cabana Boy. But on a brighter note, well, um, you came back from Sogetis, I believe, uh, uh, recently. And this past weekend, you spent up there in upstate New York. Uh, but I believe it was a wet weekend, wasn't it, Mary? How did it go? Well, the first half was actually really nice. We had great weather on Saturday. Um, the show officially started on Thursday for those riding in the CDI. The, the jog was on Thursday. Um, my mother, Joy Bonick, was riding in the open classes, so um, we didn't really hang around that area. But we showed up on Friday, and the weather was great for those first couple of days. But yesterday was quite sloppy, and a lot of people um, deci- decided to scratch on account of it. But my mom stood strong and was a trooper and rode her test despite of the rain. Um, but, uh, it was, it started out nice and then just got very wet. <laughs> now, what did you see of the freestyle? I believe Jan Ebeling won, won that and Pierre Saint-Jacques was, was second. Did you see any of those tests? I, I did. I saw the tail end of one of the Canadian riders, um, tests, which was really great. Um, I had seen uh, Diane Creech, I believe it was, who performed at Allentown. I'd seen her there. Um, really lovely pair. I saw them again this weekend and I, I, 
can't recall how they placed, but um, I did see both um, Jan Evelings and uh, Pierre St. Jacques ride, and they were both great. Um, Jan Evelings was the clear winner in that class, and um, he did a great job with Rofalka. And um, Pierre um, also had a very nice test. Terrific, terrific. How many were there in that class? Was it? Um, I want. I want to say there were five or six. It wasn't a huge class. I think with Gladstone happening and um, the WEG coming up, we didn't attract as many riders as usual. But I think there's around five or six riders. Terrific. Good. So, um, you, did you ride? I didn't ride. No. I just went along as coach and mentor for my mom. Um, but she, I just helped her out. I also, you know, am the groom. I play all sorts of roles when I'm going to the horse show and not riding myself. <laughs> I was going to imagine I, I, that you would have been the groom as well. Um, yep. Uh, chef de mission, as they say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's always fun. I love going to the shows, whether I'm competing or not. It's great to see familiar faces and to support my mother. And um, it was really a fun weekend. And also experience, isn't it? Even when you're on your feet, you know, you learn yeah. something by being at oh, shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, you definitely. You're always observing. And um, it's, yeah, it's always fun. Terrific. Well, um, we're going to uh, take a short break here. And then when we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Colleen Walker and, and about her website, dressageradio.com. Uh, no, Dressage Radio. See, I'm so used to saying that, Mary. Uh, <laughs> com. Hi, everyone. Glenn the Geek here. Kentucky Performance Products has become a favorite of many listeners of the Horse Radio Network. They have a product that we want you to consider called Contribute. Take a listen to episode 14 of the Tack and Habit Radio Show, and you will hear a complete discussion on this product with Delia from Kentucky Performance Products. Contribute is the omega-3 fatty acid supplement that is so important to your horse's well-being. Contribute helps maintain soundness and longevity by protecting joints from damaging inflammation and sustains a strong immune response in horses of all ages. Learn all about omega-3 and 6 fatty acids and why they are so important by listening in at TackAndHabit.com, episode 14, or go to KPPUSA.com for more information. That's KPPUSA.com. Well, our thanks to our friends at Kentucky Performance Products, um, and we're joined now by Colleen Walker, who started a website that you got involved with. Uh, Mary, I think uh, a while ago you got in, in, involved. So we're going to hear from Colleen how that all came about. So uh, let's get uh, Colleen on the line. Well, we're joined now by Colleen Walker of DressageForJuniors.com. Uh, Colleen, welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. And you know that if you're on the show with Mary Lartson and me, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know, okay. I know you two are good friends. So uh, tell us how you two connected, because I know Mary's a m major feature on your website. Tell us how that started. Well, I was looking to profile um, a young writer and I actually found her through Twitter, if you can believe it. And I being a thought, being a big oh. tweeter, she's a, she's a <laughs> prolific tweeter, yes, aren't you, Mary? <laughs> it's a great tool. It seriously is. So much has come out of it. I have to tell you, it really what a great connection. And I immediately thought, oh my gosh, this I, I want to get a hold of her and see if I can profile her. And I had actually profiled. Uh, one junior rider. So I emailed her and she got back with me and that's how we started our uh, relationship. And 
it's just been phenomenal because she's such a great ambassador for, you know, the youth of dressage. And that was exactly what I was looking for. And then as we began to talk more, I kind of came up with the idea that I would love to have a dressage blog on Dressage for Juniors, but I wanted it written by, you know, a young writer because I felt that the site is for the kids. They, I felt that they would rather read about somebody that they could, that was closer in age to them and that they could mentor. And then it kind of, from then on, it just evolved in everything we've done. Well, let's take you back a little bit to more further than that, Colleen. How did you start this website in the first place? Well, I was on the road with the junior writer. We were going to shows every month. And I just saw so many kids that needed help. Uh, either they were working on their own, um, and, and they just didn't really know um, the etiquette. They they really needed help with training, period. Um, some of them couldn't afford to take lessons very much. And and this just wasn't at, you know, local shows. This was even at the state championships. So about three years of being on the road showing, I, I told a friend of mine, I need to develop a website that these younger riders can go to and not feel intimidated and get information all on one website that could help them, you know, answer the basic questions and, and getting started and uh, learning how to, you know, take apart a saffle bridle or a double bridle. And so that's kind of how I came up with the idea. It's, it's kind of been a, been a five-year project. And just last year, I spent about six months putting the website together. And what's your background then? Have you been in dressage all your life, um, Colleen? Is it something you've just been devoted to and you wanted to promote? I actually have loved horses since I was, you know, four. And I started riding dressage about 21 years ago. And I started, um, I say about 12 years ago, started teaching beginning dressage lessons. And it, it kind of evolved from there. Um, and then I started, you know, my students wanted to go to shows and wanted to compete. So I started going with them. We, we just got really involved, and, and I loved it. So, uh, And then I rode to Intermediate One, and I had two great um, Grand Prix schoolmasters that I was very fortunate to learn on, and, and they're the reason I'm here. Now, Chris, I mean, not Chris, Colleen, um, yes. I, have an, I have a question for you. Now, do you have any children of your own? Children? Yes. Uh-huh. I have two boys. Uh, one's 27 and one's 22. And are they so inclined to ride dressage at all? No. <laughs> no, they, um, they would go with me to a, a trainer when I was training out in Hemet many years ago. Uh, of course, they uh, were with me, and they would ride her pony that she had there. And and they and actually, my my one was very talented. He would just get on and ride. But they really, um, you know, they'd go to the stables and they'd help me lunge and clean the horses. But they really didn't have a passion for horses. Mm. They're they're into dirt bikes. <laughs> and how many how many visitors do you have to your website? I know the other day you mentioned that things seem to be booming. Um, how many are you, do you have at this point? 
per well, month? Right, yeah, it looks like about 200 visitors a week. Wow. So I'm pretty thrilled because it's steadily growing, and, and that's what I've been really working on is trying, to, of course, to get more visitors to the site. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty pleased. I checked yesterday, and that's about the same number. And we, we're actually, I'm going to be hitting about 10,000 visitors to the site pretty quick here. So I'm really excited. Wow, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, seemed, it has involved, evolved so much from when you first started, I know, a year ago when I first checked out your site. You just have so much information on there now. Yeah, I'm trying to add new information um, about every couple weeks. Uh, of course, I add a new um, profile of a, of a writer of the month every month, which I just love. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. But I try to add new content because, of course, the people are going to come back and and, wa- and going to want to you know read about different things. So I try to do update about every couple weeks, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And and I've actually got so many great ideas. So um, there's going to be some more some more changes coming up. Oh, super. Tell us a little bit about the format then on your website. You, you, ha- you have blogs, you have videos, uh, and now, now can viewers uh, or visitors, I should say, Colleen, can they just submit content to you or, or how, how does it go about? Which, who drives it? Do you drive the content? Yes, I do. I, I do all the content except for the dressage blog, which Mary does. Um, I would love to hear um, suggestions from the junior young writers, um, maybe something particular they'd like to read about, or, or uh, even amateurs actually have contacted me um, saying how much they love the website <laughs> and, and how much they learn from it. So I'm really open to suggestions, absolutely. But most of it is driven by me, just from my experience when I was you know, teaching and what I felt uh, or what I feel that you know the younger writers need need to know, and you have and merchandise not, up there too, um, don't you? Do you do you mm-hmm. create your own merchandise for the site? Yes, I sure do. Um, I'm an artist. I've been an artist pretty much my whole life. Uh, I know you're an artist as well too, Chris. And um, I do both. I do oil painting and acrylics, and I do graphics for the t-shirts. And um, so that's kind of Fun. That's kind of a fun part. I think everybody loves loves to have something on their shirt that has to do with dressage. So that's kind of how I came up with it. It's kind of pretty much what I like. And your designs are absolutely lovely, Colleen. I actually have one of Colleen's shirts, and I love it. I wear it all the time. It's really oh, beautiful. You. It's a really beautiful um, picture of a dressage rider, and I, I love it. I love wearing it. I was well, really trying to go for comfort, you know, <laughs> as well as having a decent design. Yeah. Well, that, that's very important, too, if you're riding, especially in this heat. Well, I have to ask you one thing, Colleen, before we go, and that is about the video that a, a certain Mary Lawrenson has featured in. How, how did that come about? I'm sorry, the... The video. Okay. There's a video on your website I think everyone should view. Do you, oh, do you, do you want to tell us about that, Colleen, or, 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 or Mary? I let Mary because I'm not sure which one. <laughs> I have quite a few. I think there are a couple of videos on there, but if it's pertaining yeah. to the Lady Gaga music oh, video, is that the one be. you're talking about, Chris? Yes, go ahead. Uh, okay, this is slightly embarrassing, but I guess I can talk about it. Um, my sister did that. She 
got all this footage of me in the barn and riding my horse through the orchard. And she put it like to some the Starstruck song by Lady Gaga. Um, it's entertaining. And um, Colleen picked it up and put it on her put it on her site, which I was surprised to see. But I think I hope people enjoy it. It's definitely different. Well, Chris, isn't it? I, I don't know if you feel this way, but when I saw it, I'm like, I would love to do that. And and you know, I'm older, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, women, my friends that are my age, were like, Gosh, that looks like fun, and and that's why I put it up because I thought if we liked it, gosh, I know that. <laughs> The, the younger kids would like it, too, so it's, it's pretty funny. Absolutely. Well, I have to say, I enjoyed it, and I watched it not knowing that it was Mary, and only found out <laughs> afterwards, and I thought, oh, well, that adds up now. Now that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Well, I, I encourage video. everyone to, absolutely, Colin, I encourage everyone to go over there to dressageforjuniors.com and check out Colin Walker's website. It's a terrific website, great resource, as you say, for young and old uh, dressage enthusiasts. And don't forget to uh, watch that video featuring Mary Lauritsen as well. Well, tell us before you go, Colleen, what's, uh, what's in store for your website for, as you evolve with it? Do you have development plans over time? You know, I really do. I've got a few things that I want to do. I want to get more visu- visualization into the website because I think everybody learns from that. It sometimes is a little bit easier to understand um, what they're learning. So that's one of the biggest things that I'm going to be working on, and that's going to take quite a bit of effort. In fact, Mary and I had have even talked about this um, a few months ago. So I'm going to pin her down. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I do have more content that I'm going to get going, and I'm actually going to get, on, get out on the road as well. So we've got a really busy next year, absolutely. Well, good for you. And I would also remind uh, the young visitors, too, if they can join your Dressage for Juniors, just dressageforjuniors.com, uh, become a fan of that on Facebook as well. I know you've got quite a few fans on there already, Colleen. Yes. Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm just I'm just thrilled with with everything. It's just going fabulous. Well, so the very you. best of luck with it, uh, and we want to thank you again for joining us on the show this week. Well, our thanks thank to Colleen, me. and uh, you know, I, as I said, we, uh, we we're hopefully going to drive some traffic to that website now, mm-hmm. Mary, uh, just to watch your video. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't know if it needs any more attention than it already has. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't tweet about it or put it on your Facebook page. What, what, what is that then? Is that the only place that it's actually posted? Where? I Well, it's on YouTube. I mean, you can find it directly on there, but I'm not going to tell you how to search it. <laughs> Keeping that a secret. But yes, if you must see the video, you may go to dressagejuniors.com and it's right there on the lower right side of the homepage. Absolutely. Well, good for you, Mary. A video star. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to um, hear from our friends over at Equestrian Collections. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to share with you a conversation I had with uh, Todd Fletrich on his journey to the World Equestrian Games. Equestrian Collections is a true innovator in the retail horse world, and they have done it again, this time with their new shipping program. It's called their Unlimited Shipping Program, and there are two options, and you can choose the one that's best for you. It's simple. Pay only $34.95 one time a year and get unlimited one-way shipping to you from Equestrian Collections. You heard right. Pay only $34.95 once a year for unlimited shipments. The second option is only $15 more. You pay only $49.95 
$25.95 for unlimited two-way shipping. That means even your returns will be covered. That's unlimited shipping both ways for as little as $0.15 a day. Think about it. Even if you ordered every day, you won't pay any more for those shipments. Now that's an innovative company at equestriancollections.com. Well, I was able to catch it with Todd a few days ago. He was very busy after Gladstone and qualifying and making it onto the squad for the uh, World Equestrian Games coming up here in just a few weeks' time. So it was a delight to uh, be able to have a conversation with him. So I wanted to share that with you now. Well, Todd, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's my privilege. Well, it's a delight to have you on in in what is turning out to be a really exciting and pivotal time in your career. A big congratulations from all of us here on the Dressage Radio Show to making the squad for the World Equestrian Games. Thank you very much. Now, this, this, I know we're recording this just a week after you, you finished second at the trials there in Gladstone uh, with a 75.6 on, on Otto, and uh, you finished second in the, in the overall rankings. Uh, when you were going into the competition, Todd, was, was this where you expected to be? I actually, actually not. I was thinking I, I, I was going to be more the, say, fourth slot, thinking, or fighting for the fourth slot, I thought that I would be in that thinking in that area. Well, now this is your first time on the Dressage Radio Show, Todd. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your background, how you got started in the sport, um, and, and, and where you're based. I am. Um, I started in dressage in Louisiana. I'm from. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, started riding as my father moved across the the lake, concentrating into the suburbs. I guess it would be the suburbs, and um, our neighbor was a dressage rider, Sumalone Casey, uh, and I started working for her on the weekends for some for money, actually. And um, she introduced me to the horses and taught me all about uh, uh, everything from cleaning stalls to attacking the tack of a horse and parts of the horse, pretty much like pony club. And um, I was introduced from there to her riding instructor, Gwen Stockbrand, in California. And uh, Gwen was qualified in 1980 that we boycotted the, that Olympics, but she qualified for this dressage and three-day eventing on both courses. And I went out and rode with her for uh, for a summer. Um, so that was my, my soon, soon after starting riding dressage, I, I did that. Um, so pretty much fell in love with the sport and uh, went from Glen Stock brand. I spent some time in Illinois at Temple Farms uh, working for Temple. Um, uh, Dresden George Williams was there, and Carl Mococa had just uh, come back to the area, and I worked for a man named Peter DeCosmo there. And from there, I went to uh, back to Louisiana, and I did have other uh, other short trips, educational trips to Europe and things like that. Um, but then my my next big adventure was uh, I met Jessica Ranzahausen at the horse show competition in Lafayette, Louisiana, and one of my friends introduced me to her, and I was came up to Pennsylvania. I was going to come for six months and stayed for ten years. <laughs> I'm still living in the area. And she pretty much um, 
with a bit of a mother and and a, a teacher and everything. Um, she she truly took care of me, and I I worked for her, and uh, she educated me. I got to meet most of uh, the Olympic riders at that time, and uh, I did ride with Robert Dover in clinics and things like that. Jessica would bring me over to ride with him sometimes. Rode with Belinda Nairn, which was also on the Olympic team. Belinda Bowden, Belinda Nairn, which she was a local to me in this area in Pennsylvania. She lived lived in Lancaster at the time. And uh, so I, I, I traveled around and I was doing the working student position, but then finally I settled down with Jessica. And from there I left Jessica in 96, 97. And uh, one of my clients built a farm for me in the area, um, and we called it the Dressage Center. And I ran that for 12 years. And meanwhile, I'd already met um, Margaret Dupre, which is the owner of, of Otto, and she owns Cherry Knoll Farms. I had also been working for her and for Iron Spring Farms, Mary Alice Malone, uh, for many years, since I was actually since I was 20. So um, I'm no longer at the Dressage Center. Uh, while I was at the in Europe competing, um, I was asked to leave because needless to say I was never there. Um, so I fully worked for Margaret Dupre or am riding under her at her farm, and uh, she sponsors me on auto. Um, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of my basics. I, I hope that, and oh, you know, I actually shouldn't. I should mention that I, I have been riding with Roberta Schmidt for hmm, five years maybe, carry out on different horses, and um, uh, it's been the, the first time I went. I spent three months there. The the next time I spent seven months there, and then I've been over there a couple times for three months or something like that at a time. Um, and over the past 20 years, I've always been friends and have worked with periodically with Odette Chaboni, which helps me uh, when Hubertus is not around. He helps me with auto and helps with my other horses and things like that, too. So did so, you come from a, a horsey background, Todd? Or, and have you always been ambitious and wanting to get on the team? Has that always been, you know, have you, has it always been dressage for you? How, how, how did you get influenced? Uh, we, I mean, we obviously we heard about the people that have influenced you along the way, but when you were growing up, was this something that you told your parents you wanted to do? Um, you know, I, um, I, my, my parents were divorced. And um, we didn't come from a family that had any in- real income, so I um, had to work. Obviously, uh, my family is not into horses at all. Uh, in fact, as a young person, my stepmother had said over over her dead body, "Was I going to have a horse?" Uh, so that maybe encouraged me a great deal to have a horse because she told me I couldn't. <laughs> so I, I uh, that's how I got really motivated more into it. And, and Sue Malone Casey, which was our neighbor, she truly uh, inspired me. You know, she was very uh, meticulous and, and really helped me um, get somewhere with it. You know, she taught me, she, she started eventually started teaching me to ride, but she, at the beginning she taught me everything else before that, you know, as far as, uh, mucking stalls, horse handling, all that education there. Um, and what was your other question? It was about the, um, 
have you, yeah, have, well, I, have I, you always been um, ambitious and, and have you always had it, a, a goal to be on the U.S. team? Uh, yes, it has always been a goal, but I must say I did not entirely stay dressage from the beginning. I did, uh, did, I did some Western pleasure. I actually, as a child, always did dressage. Did some Western pleasure. That's how I bought and sold a horse when I was young in, in Louisiana. Um, I did do some eventing. I did do some some hunter jumper things. Um, but my true love has always been in dressage, uh, and I think I'm sure that's due to Sue Malone Casey because she was my that was what she did, and uh, I I thought some of uh, her horses were beautiful, and they also were much larger. The horses that she had. She was a small woman, her, uh, her petite, and her horses were the horses that I ride, not the size of my horses. So, and it was just, uh, I thought it was breathtaking that some, someone that small could make something um, move so beautifully and so much power. So I thought that was, that's what inspired me, really. So making it onto the U.S. squad now for the World Equestrian Games must be, you know, a dream and an ambition fulfilled end of itself. Uh, has that sunk in, Todd? What does that mean to you right now? I think I'm relieved. <laughs> I, I, for me, it's always been a dream, but I do believe that there are so many good riders and good people that work hard and they don't get the opportunity uh, to go to represent the team. I think it takes, it takes talent, it takes ambition, it takes money, it takes, and I think really it takes a lot of luck because I know many of my friends that are super riders and have had super horses and don't go to the team, on the team. So I feel really relieved. And, and in all honesty, I really feel that, um, Margaret has, Dupre has been so, and many others, many others have been very good to me. Even though I worked hard, they have been extremely supportive over the years since I was a child. And I feel like I have done something for them in that aspect. I feel that finally I've proven myself that I, can, I, I was worth, worth all of the effort and the money that's been spent over the years and the time. So I feel relieved, in all honesty. Um, I'm so much more, as an adult, more relaxed about the whole idea, and I tell people the same thing I just told you. It is not just, rather, it's not just talent. It's not just money. It's, not, it, it's all of the above, and there's a lot of luck. So you really do have to just enjoy the journey. And I'm, I, even though I preach it, I don't always... Uh, I, you can let yourself get down, you know, if you don't, if you don't really believe it. And I must say, what kept me calm through the through these last couple of months is is telling myself that that if it happens, it happens. If not, I'll do my best. And I just want, I honestly wanted Margaret to be happy, you know, that 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 she's pleased in what I'm doing, make it worth her while. Well, you, of course, uh, your partnership with, with Otto, the 14-year-old Danish warm blood, um, is relatively new. And you came about, about, about this ride from, of course, uh, one of my co-hosts on the show here, Heather Blitz. Tell us how that yes. came about. I was over um, horse shopping for a client. Um, and one of my um, friends had uh, had a phone call and had talked to um, the... Heather Blitz owns a share, a half, or something of that sort of 
of Otto, and I was called and asked to see, and I said, oh, no, I don't want to see Otto, really. I, I, I'm looking for something younger. And um, and then they said, well, would you like to see us? Oh, well, okay, well, maybe, maybe so. And then I got there, and I didn't realize it was Heather, actually. I didn't know that Heather was, I didn't know it was Heather Blitz. Uh, I was just told about the horses. I didn't wasn't told what horses' names. So I get there, and uh, I see Heather, and, of course, I, I like Heather a lot, so I, I know Heather. And um, uh, Heather says, so I said, well, I said, I think this horse might be a little bit too much for my client um, as far as uh, sensitivity in that. And, uh, and Heather's, Heather's the one that said to me, well, why don't you try it? And then, you know, try to buy. And I said, oh, well, he's so much older. He's, you know, it'll take me, it'll take me a while to get to know him. And then, and then what, you know, what, what would I do? You know, if I didn't make the Olympics, I just a short period of time or something like the Olympics or the world championships is that he's, and he's older. And she said, well, you can do it. And, um, I came home and I said, I thought about it a little bit. And then I asked Margaret, I said, do you think because my other Grand Prix horse had been, uh, had been injured? And needed some time off, and she says, "Well, why don't you? Why don't we? Why don't we do it?" She says, "And it'll keep you in the Grand Prix arena, and um, let's take a chance." So she took a chance, you know, for me. Um, it was. It, I was a little concerned because he was an older horse, and even though I know how talented he was, but any good horse that's sensitive enough, it takes a while to, um, to bond. And I, I didn't know whether or not I had that in me to bond bond with him, you know, because he is, he's quite sensitive, and uh, and Heather's a super rider and trainer, and um, I had questions about that, so, but, and at the beginning, it was, it was a little bit, uh, I loved him always, but it took me a little while to get to know him, I, 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 everything I did was a little bit in his way, <laughs> I was, a, it was a little, uh, um, I, yeah, we, we needed to get to know each other, basically, we were, we were, we to form the full page, but I'm pleased now. I, I think that now we have, have definitely bonded in the past. Actually, I think we've bonded since, since mostly since uh, Europe this year, this summer. I think what, the preparing for Aachen was the best, and going to Aachen proved that with the electricity there, um, I find that you know Otto is not necessarily sensitive to. He's not a spooky horse at all. If he's okay with the rider, he's okay with with everything. You know, he, he's very confident in that way, and um, so. And and how did uh, he feel riding in in obviously two com- two competitions, two weekends running? Uh, obviously, that would help to to bond you in a competition setting, especially after your trip to Europe. Um, how does he feel now? And now that he's come through that, uh, Todd. Um. I honestly thought coming to the, the trials, I I didn't think he was all that exuberant himself. I thought he, I personally thought he was a bit tired coming to the trials. I thought uh, we have it was a little bit um, from coming from Germany and that I felt that he was a little tired and less exuberant than he normally is. The first and then of course uh, the heat when I came home and things like that. Um, we we were okay when I came. I felt I felt comfortable, but I wasn't saying I didn't think to myself, "Oh, he just feels fabulous." I thought he felt fabulous at Aachen. Um, I made a few mistakes at Aachen, but I thought, as far as his gates and his his 
uh, overall appearance, I thought he was super for Aachen. I thought coming into to the trials, I thought he was a little tired. I, maybe I was tired. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was tired or stressed. <laughs> um, and then I think that he had um, uh, Monday and Tuesday easy after the first day. And um, I think he started to feel a little bit better. But I actually think on Sunday was more himself. And, you know, he'd gotten a little bit cooler on the weekend. And I actually thought on Sunday was his most, uh, he felt more exuberant like he normally does. More, more He was fresh. He, he warmed up a little bit, you know, a little bit playing, playing, shaking his head, things like that. And I like that. Um, so, but I do think he came home from, from the trials and he slept a little bit. And uh, I think actually yesterday was the first day I saw him um, be him, his playful self again. I think it's been all this traveling has been uh, in stress, you know, and I'm, I'm sure he can, he, he's a very sensitive horse. He reads everything that I go through. I think he knows if I understand, if I have tension, he has tension. So you have to be really, I love that part about him. He's extremely intelligent. Uh, so, Well, had a little bit of downtime after the trials and now just a few short weeks to go to the game. So what's your schedule from, from here leading up to, of course, you return to Gladstone very shortly. Um, what, what's your schedule look like? Uh, and how does this fit in with the rest of your life, Todd? Yes, I will. Um, he starts back work tomorrow, actually, light work. I, I've been, he's been having a few days off and a little lunging on this week. And tomorrow I get back on him on Saturday. And I will um, bring building back up. And the following weekend, Huberta Schmidt is coming over to help me uh, for a few days. And then I will, on the 2nd uh, of September, go on up to Glassstone and to be with the team. We were required to be there together on September 4th, but I'll talk a little bit earlier and settle in. And I need to also work on my freestyle, so I was going to have my choreographer come up and and uh, we would go over it while we're there. And uh, uh, then we leave, of course, for, as a team on the 18th to go to the WAG. And I will um, obviously be living up there for, for, till, from September till uh, 18th and then come back from the WAG. I think we can come around the 2nd of October. Um I do have to trans- go back and forth a little bit if, if I'm allowed to, if, if it's possible, to come and teach at the farm in, in West Grove, Pennsylvania. But uh, other than that, I'll be up there, and hopefully I'd like to take off a few pounds. So I'm going to be doing some running and exercises so I can be as fit form as, as Otto is. So, oh, good for you. So a bit, of, a bit of cross-training involved. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, good for you, Todd. Well, we want to wish you the very best of luck on the rest of your journey to the World Equestrian Games. We hope that you'll join us when you get to the horse park. We will be recording, of course, from the park there every day, live on stage. And uh, we will hope, well, hopefully we'll have several of our riders come join us. And I hope you'll be one of them, Todd. You'll find time to come back on the show. I would love to do that. I could use I could use the practice. I don't do this very often. There you go. So, well, well, we'll, be great. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll make you a regular, Todd. Well, thank you so much indeed for your time, and and the very best of luck to you and Otto on your uh, journey to Weg. Thank you very much. Well, our thanks again to Todd, and we wish them all well. Um, next week, we're going to have uh, Catherine Bateson-Chandler on the show. She's going to join us uh, as the third member of the team as uh, part of that squad that's heading down to 
uh, Kentucky. And it, it's going to be a very short few weeks, isn't it, Mary? I mean, we're now coming into September in just a moment. And on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, I should say, 25th of September, it actually starts. It starts for mm-hmm. me two days before, which is why I've got the 23rd on, on my mind. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a, a terrific competition. You know, it's, it, when you think of the horses that are going to be there, Mary, it's, it's the best in the world, of course. But now I think with world records being broken uh, mm-hmm. just out of, you know, uh, it, it, we've come to expect world records to be broken, aren't we? It's, yeah, it's so true, and um, it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. It certainly will be. Well, I know you've got, uh, talking about playing, <laughs> your tip of the week, I believe, is about playing out of the sandbox. What's on yeah. your mind, Mary? So my tip of the week is about taking your horse out of the sandbox, and I, I really feel that us dressage riders tend to become stuck in working inside of the arena, be it the indoor or outdoor school, and I think it's really important to branch out and take your horse out on the trails. Um, It has been proven that riding horses on different turf aids in building stronger muscles and tendons and also a healthier mind. By riding your horse through varying footing, it strengthens your horse's legs and also keeps them mentally stimulated in a different way than when working on the same footing in the dressage arena. Um, I know that those of us here at Cadence Farm take the horses out on the trails a couple times a week, be it before or after work in the arena, and our horses really enjoy it. Um, We're really fortunate to have trails right outside of our arena, though this is not always necessary if you want to take your horses out. I think the best way to get out there if you don't have trails right around the corner is to network with fellow equestrians in your barn or area and plan a day to trailer over to a horse-friendly place where you can spend the day having fun with your horses. I strongly believe that trail riding the dressage horse, and all horses really for that matter, um, helps their mind, body, and soul. Um, not only is trail riding beneficial to the horse's physical being and mind, but it can also be a really relaxing and fine bonding experience with, spent with your horse. So get out there and have fun in the great outdoors. I quite agree. You know, that there's... You know, we spend far too much time in the arena, I think, generally. Yeah. I think it's so good psychologically and uh, for for the horse and for ourselves, you know, and, and also for your riding skills, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. It really lets your horse let go and have a good time out there. And the same goes for the rider. Like you said, too many of us are just a little too stuck on the arena work. And you can even work on your dressage exercises in, out in the field. I mean, I do that all the time, and it's it's a lot of fun. And you usually have a different horse to ride, um, which is good for preparing for competition as well when you have a different horse on the showgrounds. Well, that's very true. Very good. What a great tip. Well, thank you, Mary. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, I want to remind you all, and I mentioned the World Equestrian Games coming up here very shortly. The dressage competition starts on the 27th of September, and and that uh, goes 27th, 28th, 29th, and the 1st of October that the competition actually takes place. And uh, the dressage radio show will be recording to a live audience uh, on each of those days, except on on the 1st, of course, that is the freestyle that takes place in the evening so it would be too late to record the show after that so i will be doing it early the next morning but we will have four shows here on the dressage radio show covering the world equestrian games competition so tune in for that and if you happen to be coming in to uh, kentucky for the world equestrian games uh, come by and visit us at the Altec uh, pavilion we will be there on stage to a live audience every day so we would love to meet you come say hi well, Mary, that about wraps it up. I know you don't have any plans to come down, so hopefully uh, you'll be tuned into the show. 
Oh, I certainly will be. I can't wait. It'll be fun to pretend that I'm there by listening to uh, (laughs) all the radio shows and keeping up with what's going on. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Mary, for joining us on the show this week. What have you got lined up now in, in the coming weeks and months? Hmm. Well, the next couple of weeks, um, I'm just going to be tuning up my training again. I gave Rosie a big break after Young Rider so that he could uh, rebuild all that um, power and energy and also relax. He's been having a nice time off. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start up with my training again. And uh, then we have dressage at Devon at um, the first week of October. So that's really the, the biggest thing on our agenda. And I'm also going to be hosting a schooling show here at our farm. Oh, wonderful. Now, do you get a vacation during the summer at all? Uh, not so much. This is the first yeah. summer that really hasn't been a summer vacation. I've been working working a lot, but enjoying every moment of it. So maybe some you'll save, save up that time then uh, for the fall and have a break yeah. after the end of the season. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, do you oh, head nice. down to Florida every winter? Um, well, last winter was my first time, but I'm very excited to say that I am planning on going back again this winter. Terrific. Terrific. Well, that sounds like a very good idea, but something to look forward to. Yes, definitely. Can't wait to get away from the cold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope uh, you'll come back and visit us here on the Dressage Radio Show when you have time. Of course. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for joining us. And I want to remind everybody that you can join us uh, online anytime, any uh, day and night at dressageradio.com. The show is always available. You can also visit us on Facebook as ever, and you can follow us on Twitter, Horse Radio and Chrissy Stafford. Don't forget to send your emails to me, chris at horseradionetwork.com, and leave me a voicemail, 270-803-0025. I'd like to thank our sponsors again, Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products, for making this show possible and to our backstage crew who turn these shows out for you every week without fail. And don't forget to check out all the other shows that we have here on the Horse Radio Network. We have now eight shows, so there is something for everybody. Well, that about wraps it up, Mary, but I will be back same time, same place next week. So until then... Thanks to everyone around the world for listening, and don't forget to practice safe riding by always wearing your helmet and fastening your chin strap.